Welcome to Freedom with Adam Riojas. His goal is not only to inspire you to receive everything God has for you, but to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. And now, here's your host, Adam Riojas. Welcome to today's show. Today we have an incredible show that you are going to love. Um, I want to probably have a belated Thanksgiving, but uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We love you here at at the station, uh, Freedom with Adam Riojas, and today we have Liani, and she's an incredible woman. She's part of a a diversified music ministry, and they are incredible. Um, And then stick around for the latter part of the show. We're going to take a rest today from the book of Daniel. Uh, We have a special guest this weekend at our church, but next week we will come back with Daniel chapter 8. Today we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 5, and you're going to love this message. But without further ado, Liani, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, first of all, thank you for inviting me on here. Um, my name is Liani. Last name is Makihele. Makihele. So try to put that together. Liani Makihele. <laughs> that sounds Hawaiian, almost like Melikiliki Maka. <laughs> yes, I've gotten that too. But uh, I'm actually from the island of Tonga, which is South Pacific, uh, right below Samoa. Uh, I was born there. Um, and then I came here when I was 12. And right now, um, myself and my husband, we have a ministry group, which is the the band, Diversify Music Ministry. And uh, we met because we did your event uh, a couple of weeks ago. And um, I've also uh, decided, at, or actually led by the Holy Spirit to help out with the kids, um, just kind of teaching them how to run as a band. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I love that. So you came from Tonga. You were 12 years old. Yes. Um what did you land on on the mainland? Did you come straight to the mainland? Uh, yeah, I actually landed in Foster City, San Francisco area. San Francisco. How'd you, <laughs> how long did you live in San Francisco for? Uh, I was there uh, until I was a freshman in high school. And, oh, okay. Yeah, and then... So right around 14, 15 Yeah, 14, years old? 15, yeah. That's awesome. And then you moved to where? Sacramento. How long were you there for? I was there until we had our first son. Um, I graduated high school from there. So, oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and so you talking about your first son, um, you're married. Yes. Woo-hoo, praise <laughs> the Lord. Where did you meet your husband at? Because he's also part Tongan, right? Yes. Uh, so we met there in Sacramento when I moved to Sacramento. Um, and we've been together since until now. So next year is our 30th anniversary. W- what did you say? Can you repeat that? <laughs> yeah, again? 30th. 30 years. Wow. Praise <laughs> God. That is amazing. You're only yeah. like 25. How is that I possible? I know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, praise the Lord. Um, uh, you know, I always ask our audience, uh, well, actually, I ask our guests to tell our audience um, your encounter with Jesus. When were you saved and how did it happen? Um, for myself, I think I was saved fairly young in the islands. Um, we're very in the islands. There's like there's probably churches in every corner, especially really? in Tonga. Yeah, so we I grew up Catholic and Methodist. Wow. Yeah, uh, uh, those are big churches. That we were actually the only kingdom out there. Uh, so the king attends the uh, Methodist church. Wow. Yeah. So so you're saying. In Tonga, you still have a king. Yes, we do, even today. <laughs> is it still the same king? Uh, no, this is his son. Uh, I'm not sure which son it is. I've, I haven't gone back since I've been here. So so it's a monarch? Yes. Wow, that's amazing to have a king. <laughs> that is awesome. Does the king kind of mingle with the people? or? Um, they do. I mean, they still have events. Uh, like I said, I've been away for so long, I kind of don't know. But I, I know it still happens. I still have family in Tonga. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, in Tonga, one day somebody talked to you and about Jesus, and that's how yeah. you met him? Or did you go to church and hear a message? Or? Uh, we Church is very important. Like on Sunday, the whole island shuts down, and it's wow. just church. And really? And it's really quiet, yeah. So uh, business is open? Nope. Everything is closed. I think the, it's only the bread store. <laughs> I don't know why. Really? Bread, yeah. Wow. Praise God. So... You got married mm-hmm. um, in Sacramento, obviously. Yes. 
and then you eventually moved over to, to San Diego. San Diego. So uh, diversified. That's an amazing band that you're part of. Uh, your husband's also in it, and yes. you guys play some amazing music. What oh, what, what style of music is it? Um, I can't. Uh, we play a different kind, um, all different styles. That's why we kind of call ourselves diversified. Uh, so it depends on our band at the time because the only person that kind of stays still is myself, my husband, and the bongo player. Uh, so style is uh, funk, it's reggae, uh, R&B. We do have rock as well. Um, so that's why we're called diversified. But it's all Christian. It, all Christian. So one of your band members also plays for a, a, a different band. Uh, I think I, what, what's his name? Uh, Justin. Yeah, Justin. Okay. Yeah, Justin is is actually a family member. We just call him family. Uh, but he is, he does tour most of the time with uh, Christ of Fari. And, and they're all over the place as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how long have you guys been a band? Um, well, I'll say as far as Christian band, we have we only started that in 2012. Before that, we were a secular band. So we were playing same type of music, but outside of church. So what happened? What where, where did the transformation come where you said, let's do, let's <laughs> honor God? Where did that come from? Actually, uh, the calling came through where my husband was, uh, he was electrocuted in 2012 um, on a job. Um, so the change didn't come from myself. It came from my husband after he was electrocuted. Um, he came out a different man. And uh, he just he just told us that he spoke to God. That's how he came back. So and, did, did he actually die? Uh, I don't know what to say about that. But um, he was in a coma for 21 days and then 42 days in um, in the burn unit because when he was electrocuted, he was burned from inside out. All of his organs. and Wow. They didn't know how he was breathing. <laughs> Really? That's yeah. God. Yes. No wonder he started saying, I'm just going to worship the Lord. That's it. And he heard from God. Yeah. Have you guys ever gone back to? Nope. From that point on, it was, this is God. Yeah. So he was in a coma for 21 days. Yes. Was he conscious during that whole time or it's just coma? Uh, coma. So when he woke up, he thought he was, yes, like yesterday was when he came in and I had to kind of walk in me like, no, you're in, it's been 21 days since you've been here. So. When he woke up, did he know he had been electrified? Uh, he knew he he had some kind of idea that he did, but he wasn't sure um, until I we started talking to him slowly. When he woke up, too, he had a trach on his neck, so he couldn't speak. Wow. Yeah, so uh, we were doing like the, you know, you got to write it down so he, we can see what he's, um, what he's telling us. So he woke up to a whole different him. Because he, before he went down, he had dreadlocks down to his uh, hips. And then we had to shave that off because he was hit on his head. Did he notice his dreads? Because people <laughs> love those. I mean, you oh, grow. I know. It takes I know. years to grow dreadlocks. <laughs> he did. Yeah, I was the one that was managing. <laughs> wow. So he's like, what happened to my hair? Yes. It was like a big shock for him because he had no idea. He just thought it was the day after. You know, wow. Like, yeah. Like, I just woke up. And yeah, I went to happened? work. And now I'm here. And what happened? Yeah. So he kind of had an idea that he had been electrified. Yeah. He knew he got hurt at work, but he didn't. Didn't know. Yeah. How long it been? Yes. 21 days. Mm-hmm. Like asleep for 21 days. Yes. D- does he, did he ever give you any of, any of the experiences that he had while he was in a, in a coma for 21 days? Yeah. Um, I, can th- I think what, how strong it was, because he literally said, um, now, before, just just going back a little bit, before this event, he was not a churchgoer. I was the churchgoer. So, did he ever go to church with you? No. What? <laughs> Are you serious? I'm serious. Were you unequally yoked or, or what was no, going on? We, um, I think I just, I kind of stuck with it because I grew up like that. So, I kind of stayed with church. He wasn't. So... Before the a- actual accident, I was literally praying for for him to come to God. So you actually prayed for him to get electrified. Oh, I my told, goodness. I told him that after he was like, wow, serious. <laughs> That's powerful, though. Yeah. but A, a praying wife. Yeah. yeah. So, But he was saved. He just didn't. Church wasn't part of his let's go to church. Yes. 
And he chose just, ah, I'm okay, I'm yeah. saved, I don't need to go. Yes. But he came out of this and I'm going back. A hundred percent change. I mean, we got to a point where with our band, we lost all the band members. Once he told him, I'm not going back to the secular world. We lost most of them. And we only had one, one person, and he's Bongos. still with us. That's him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> what, what's, what's his name, Bongo guy? Mali Mali. His name is John Mali Mali. John Mali Mali. Yeah. And he's the only one that's stuck around. He's still here with us, yeah. And now everybody else is part of a team that's collectively yeah. come together. Yes. You guys have played in a lot of places. <laughs> yeah. I know when you were at our, at our event— um, Pastor Sean Mitchell, who mm-hmm. at one point had the largest church in San Diego. Yep. The man was uh, blessed, was the, uh, was the uh, chaplain for the San Diego Chargers, yep. at one time also for the, uh, for the pa- Padres. Yep. And mm-hmm. he spoke at the event. I love Sean. He's a great man. Yeah. So when he was, uh, how long ago had you guys met because you guys actually had played at his church once or, or several times. We actually got saved there, uh, rededicated there. Oh, you guys rededicated your it, life there? Yes, back at, at back at, at Sean's uh, uh, church. church, which was New Venture at the right, time. Right, New Venture. Mm-hmm. And um, from that moment on, he actually married us. I get like married us at his church. Like we re- literally recommitted everything there. Wow, yeah, that with, is with powerful. You actually know him real well. <laughs> know him very, very so well. You we guys, love Pastor Sean. So you guys actually played several times at his church? Um, uh, more than once. We actually, um, we were ministering at uh, Camp Pellington um, on certain Sundays. And when we were not, we were at Pastor Sean's. You were at church. Mm-hmm. Whenever you weren't ministering there, you were at Pastor Sean's yes. church. Yes, No wonder he thought when he moved to his new location, <laughs> yeah. started a new church, <laughs> Hey, you're going to be our worship band. <laughs> it makes sense. So, I yeah. mean, that's what he would, you know, yeah. in his mind. I know you. You're, you're going to be our worship team. Right. Yeah. But I, I love Sean. He's, a, he's an amazing man. Yes, he So, is. you talked about Camp Pendleton. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you guys actually do there at Camp Pendleton? Uh, so, at Camp Pendleton, um, uh, it's at the Edison Chapel. Right. Um, it was ran by a couple there, Marlena um, and her husband. Um, Is that the one in the back gate, the little yeah. church back there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, actually in the front gate. I think you could get there in the back too, but you had to drive all oh, the way in. I know where. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's where the um, the recruits would go to church. They had the option oh, to I've go there. Oh, I've been there. Yes. yes. I, I've ministered there before. Yeah. So what we do, we'd come in in the morning, put the stage on, uh, played one, two, three services, and then uh, I think four. Wow. Total. So we'd start like, uh, we'd leave our house by three something and we'd get there, set up uh, and started at either, I think it's either five or six that we started. And then when we were done with all those services, we would break the whole stage down and leave. So you were the worship band? Yes. Wow. Praise God. They they get into it. I've oh, been in it with them reason Amazing. Like, boom, boom. All amazing. into it. It's yep. just, they're, especially those new recruits, they're, yeah. they, they're on fire. They just mm-hmm. want to serve the Lord. That's amazing. Praise God. So, you know, right now, you guys, you, I mean, I, you told me that the Holy Spirit spoke to you. And I know it wasn't, Lenny, <laughs> you're going to serve me at, at the cross and help the children. So how did that happen? Because I know now you're blessing the children. Yeah. Um. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we've been praying because uh, at this moment where we're... My 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 son plays football. My youngest son plays football. So there's a season where we're just dedicating our time to football, but we're also ministering to these young kids with my husband, praying with them and so forth. Amen. Well, that season is coming to an end. So we're like, okay, what are we going to do with music? I just so happened to see your your flyer with your wife putting it up with the kids. And I'm like, oh, wow, look at this. I never knew you guys had that. And literally the words are, it's just me talking. He was like, call her. So I was like, I can't call right now. So I text. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what happened. I text her and then we connected. And then here we are today. And I'm going to put all I can towards the kids. That's powerful. So your boy's playing football. Mm -hmm. Did he get a scholarship? Uh, He's only a, he started as a freshman in varsity. So he's just turning into a, he's a sophomore right now. Is he playing varsity? Did he play varsity football this past season? Yeah. When he was a freshman, he started last year. And they put him on the varsity team? Yeah. Was he starting? Yeah. 
what the? When I was in high school, freshmen couldn't play varsity football. Yeah. What position does he play? Quarterback. He's the QB? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. And he's running a football team? Where does he go to school at? Uh, San Marcos High School. Wow. San Marcos High School. Hey, for all you recruiting (laughs) agents, you got to look up this young man who started as a freshman on the varsity football team in San Marcos. What's his name? Crete Machihele. Crete Machihele. You guys need to look for him. I know some of you are listening. (laughs) Contact the parents. Maybe you guys can work out a deal and go see you. (laughs) That's awesome. That's unheard of. That's pretty powerful to have a... A freshman running the varsity football team. How did they do this past season? Uh, this past season, they are at nine and three, I think. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So they went to the playoffs. Yeah, we <sighs> lost on the the second game, which was uh, against uh, Mission Hills. Mission our neighbors. Hills. Yeah, Mission Hills <laughs> is playing ball. Mm-hmm. They have a really good team. Our older three boys went there, played football, and our youngest now is in Tim. Oh, <laughs> so they probably this guy's a traitor. <laughs> Because he's going to a different school. It, it, there's an eight-year gap between. Okay, my, yeah, but I'm so. sure they still know. Oh, yeah. His brother's played here before. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty. Did your uh, oldest uh, children uh, pursue football? Yeah. Are, are they in college or? Uh, our oldest is uh, he's out of college, so he's a, just a personal trainer. Um, he's doing great in, his, in wow. his career. Our second son is a worship leader with his wife at a smaller church, uh, Thriving Life in Vista. Wow. And our third son is, he's at home, kind of helping out my, our youngest. <laughs> That's pretty powerful. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he's helping him get to that place. Yeah. Yeah, because... Th- for a quarterback, mm-hmm. I mean that's that's the the position. Yeah, Oceanside had a, a guy named Tofi, Pow Pow, my boy right there, because I'm really good friends with their dad, Paul, mm-hmm. and and he did really well, and he got to college, and the the recruiters were calling out to Paul, and he yeah. ended up in Florida and got hurt. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, that's how that's the game. <laughs> that's the game, right? Yeah. Uh, Paul's daughter is a, a top basketball player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Maryland is that something like that, but she's a top basketball player. So, you know, Paul, yes, I know Paul and Diane. I know them. Wow. Their son with my son, they were the, they're at their grandfather's house. That's where all our kids were dropped off for babysitting. Really? (laughs) Oh my goodness. You know, really well. (laughs) Over by buddy Todd, right? Mm -hmm. Is that over? Uh, yeah, well, we lived right by, um, the Home Depot right there? Yeah. Apartments. Yeah. So the house was right across the wow. street. Wow. <laughs> amazing. Well, praise God. Yeah. So you're working with the children. Do you think these children at, at the cross have a shot at ever really getting somewhere where, I mean, at where they're at now? Um, I believe 100%. Uh, the gifting, I don't, usually when it comes to music, I try to explain it to everybody. It's It's a gift. It's not like someone gave it to you like it's literally from god so with these kids i i want to teach that first before singing like we have to sit down and let the holy spirit sit with us that's amazing once that's in i can't tell you the gift anymore it's going to take you from there yeah because i've seen you you sit with them you guys Mm -hmm. talk first converse yeah and then uh and then you talk a little bit about music and then you guys go into it yeah that's amazing that's that's pretty powerful and I know your husband joined last uh, Wednesday. Yeah, I'm actually going to recruit my, the rest of my band for next year. We're going to start uh, trying to put a curriculum so that they can come in and teach each of their equipments, you know, whatever they play. Wow, that, that's powerful. Yeah. So you think they could ever, at this young age, put a little album together? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can record it at our studio. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you guys have an album out right now? Uh, we Our latest one... Um, I am not even sure when was it. When it's going to come out? No, it, the last one. We're actually getting ready to do our Christmas one. So that should be dropping within a couple of weeks. I think. So how can somebody, if somebody um, wants to, uh, uh, here, let's do something. Yeah. And, and I do, can you sing a little something right now for us? <laughs> come on. I knew it. <laughs> uh, something like anything or just, um, let me see. Like. Christian song. Well, that's Christian, all you yeah. sing. Yeah, yeah, anything you that's want. That um, one of your favorites that or that can just people can listen right now. Oh, okay. I'll just sing what I listen to on my way home. Okay. Um, and no, I shouldn't do that because I don't know the words. I just hum along. Uh, so, 
<laughs> so much for someone that sings all the time. No, I, uh, I get it. You know. So go ahead, <laughs> Leanne. Sing us a song. You know what? Let me sing one of the songs that the kids are doing. Okay. Because I, I always want to help them out with what, you know, you can't teach something that you can't do yourself. Amen. So, That's what um, they say. <laughs> That's so awesome. No, praise God. Here. That's what we want to do. We want to keep it real. We know we got Hawaii. Where this is a shout out. We got an island girl, bro. <laughs> Sister, is that going to sing you a song? And San Diego, she's right from home. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I want to give a shout out to Hope Church out there in Hilo. Uh, that was the last church we went to as a ministry. Amen. So I'm just going to sing a song that uh, I, th- I think everybody should know this song. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of every praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. We live for you. Wow. Woohoo! Praise God. If you guys like that, look up Diversified. It's D-I-V-E-R-S-I-F-Y-D. Let me spell it again. Diversified. D-I-V-E-R-S-I-F-Y-D. Diversified Music Ministry. And just, they can go online and, and just punch that in, right? Diversified Music Ministry. Yeah. And look up when you guys have your new release really soon, right? Yeah, we're on Instagram and Facebook. So Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And you guys play at churches, right? Somebody yes. could, could call you and say, hey, we want you to come to our church and, and you guys can work out details and everything, right? Yeah, we usually give, uh, if you have a worship team that needs to take a break, like they need a Sunday off, we come in and we cover. Amen. So, and you guys will cover the whole service. Yeah. You guys get that? I know there's some pastors listening, and <laughs> and for you churchgoers that want a little different music, diversified music ministry, let your pastors know. They are amazing. You just heard her sing, and, and they're awesome. They're awesome. So I, l- let me ask you another question. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody right now is listening, and they think they have a gift in music, and, you know, they're floundering and don't know what to do with What's a good word of encouragement that you would give them? I know I, I say it all the time, but pray on it. Because sometimes you want something, but it's not their gifting. So you don't always want to just jump to something that you feel in your flesh that you want. So music, to me, it literally has to be a calling. Uh, because I, I, I meet the frustration from everybody that doesn't have the gift. And I would never tell him you don't have a gift. I just say, hey, keep praying, you know, he'll show you the way. So you talked about knowing the difference between a gift or just you just sing. Yeah. So what's the difference? So a a gift, a gift um, is when you, so as a band, everybody only see the stage presence. They don't see the work behind it. The work behind it is very long and it's repetitive and it's very boring. But if, when it's your gift, it doesn't seem like work to you. I mean, we practice for hours and hours. We do two hours, we take a break, and then we just continue. And then when wow. we're about to leave, somebody start playing a, an instrument and then we're back in it again for maybe another hour. And that's just because the gifting sits you know, with you. For someone that doesn't even have a gift, they would be bored the first five minutes. And they'd walk away. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, I'm tired. Can we take we take a break. <laughs> Let's take a break and come back. That's really the difference. If it, when it, and it's in anything, you know. If when it's your gift, you love it. And, to, and you're going to gonna keep doing it. Mm-hmm. So one more thing. Yeah. Um, you've been married 30 years. We have about a minute left. Okay. Um, somebody's struggling in marriage. What would you tell them? Um, you know, as a wife— it's very important that you know that you stand by your husband. Uh, I have a lot of strong-headed woman, uh, women, and I am a strong woman myself. But I would always ask the advice of my husband before I do anything. Um, I might not like the answer, but that's that's what we do as, as a couple. And I can't say it's not easy, but you learn in the years, and then the prayer really becomes strong. <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much, Liani, for being here today. She'll be back in closes and prayer after the message. Remember, Diversified Music Ministry. Contact them. They are amazing. <laughs> we love you. Make sure you come back. 
and we'll see you in a few minutes. God bless you again. Lienny, thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at the cross oceanside.com. Welcome back to today's show. Again, a happy belated Thanksgiving. And we just had an incredible guest, Lee from Diversified Music Ministries. And since we are taking a break this week because we have a special guest speaker, uh, we're going to come out of the book of Ephesians. And it's pretty apropos for today because it'll help you and I keep our eyes on God and stay focused with whom he is. And so here we go. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5, it says this, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear Children. That's a pretty powerful verse because he's, he, it's a term of endearment when he says, as dear children. So what he's saying is, hey, as someone who is loved, as someone who is looked after, as someone who loves God, follow him. And when he speaks about following God, and this is Paul who wrote this, inspired by the Holy Spirit, he's saying, hey, this is whom you need to follow. Now, that word follow has a lot of implication. It means that you believe whom you're following. It means that you love whom you are following, kind of like in a marriage. If you're married, you're going to follow each other because you love each other, you respect each other. So this is exactly what Paul is doing. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear Children, And then verse 2 says this, And walk in love as Christ has also loved us. And that's really powerful when he says walk in love because John, who was the last apostle alive, actually expounded a little bit further in John chapter 4 when he was speaking about love. But let me just tell you what John said. John said in chapter, 1 John chapter 4, he says this, Beloved, let us love one another. It's so apropos for today because, I mean, you know, all of these holidays, Thanksgiving, and of course we have Christmas coming up. Let us love one another. That's what Christmas is all about. It's about the love of Jesus. It's about God deciding that one day he would become human like you and I so that he would be of the same kind and that we would have full redemption. Remember, the the animals were never enough because they weren't of the same kind. They weren't human. You needed a human being, a perfect human being, to die in your place and in my place. Let us love one another, for love is of God. Love comes from God, and it'll even expound further as we read. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He says, if you love, but true love, and we'll see what it is. It says, you're going, you can say you know God because love comes from God. Verse eight says this, he that loveth not knoweth not God for God is love. And that's an interesting verse because it isn't saying that love is God. It says that God is love. God is, is the fulfillment. God is love. He is He is the total 
essence of love because love by itself would be nothing. It says that God is love. God is love. And it continues as in this was manifested the love of God towards us because that God sent his only begotten son. Remember that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's telling you that love is an adverb. Love is an action word. Love is action. I could tell my wife, I, my wife, I say wolf, my, uh, <laughs> woo, I'm in trouble now. But my wife, I could tell her that I love her all day. But if there is nothing that follows that, it means nothing. It means nothing. My wife just recently had a birthday. Yesterday, she turned 25. She's going to love me for that. A little older than that. But I, I was able to take every penny that I had and pour it into her and my children. And she had an incredible time. And as much as I fought it in me, we really don't have the money. I really can't do this. In the end, I said, I love my wife. And this would be, if I end up on the street because I'm, I'm doing this for her, that's going to be okay. We'll deal, that, we'll deal with that when it comes. But that's what love is. It's, it's sacrificial. It does. It, it puts it into action. And now my wife, because I did this, I earned a bunch of brownie points. And now she knows that her husband loves her. And that's continual, though. Again, love is action. And, and this is what it says. Remember, God so loved the world. What was his action? That he sent his only begotten son. His son into the world that we might live through him. Now, here in his love. Not that we love God, listen to this, not that we love God, but that he loved us first and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins, the payment, the atonement, the one that laid his life down. You know, the Bible is very clear that without blood, there is no perfect sacrifice. And so Jesus was the ultimate payment for you and I. God came down in the form of a human being, was born in a city called Bethlehem. And what's amazing about that, it was already prophesied several hundred years that he would be born in the city Bethlehem and that he would be from eternity. That's what it says in Micah 5.2. And so it's amazing. You know, at the end of John's letter in 5.20, it says that Jesus is the true God. Let me read that verse so you don't think I'm making this up. And this is what 1 John 5, 20 says, And we know that the Son of God has come, that's love, and has given us understanding that we may know him that is true. That's true love, that we may know him, that we may have a relationship. This isn't like any other relationship where God is foreign. This is a God that is personal. You know, I don't want to talk about religions, but in Islam, God, God isn't a God that's intimate. It's he's not intimate and you can't truly know him. Our God, we know our God because look what it continues to say that we may know him that is true and we are in him that is true, even in his son Jesus Christ. Look what this says. Here it goes. And this is the true God in eternal life. Bomb. Boom. He is the true God. He is a true God. But as we continue back in 1 John 4, it says, here in his, and, and then at verse 11 says this, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. Remember, Jesus came as a man. He, he, he was the full glory of God, but you, you can't see God and live. His glory is beyond anything you can imagine. He emptied himself of glory and came as a man, yet he never stopped being God. And it continues, God dwells in us and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and that he is in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the father sent the son to be the savior of the world. Whosoever should confess that Jesus is the son of God, God dwelleth in him. Listen, if you don't know Jesus, right now is a perfect time. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, be my Savior. And then you ask him for forgiveness. Now that you're my Savior, now that you've come into my heart, forgive me of my sins, God. And lay it down. 
Once you're forgiven, you're forgiven. A lot of people deal with that. A lot of people that come to Christ say, I I can't forgive myself. Listen, God has forgiven you. Whatever you've done in the past, if you just did that right now, the Bible says you become a brand new man. Therefore, old things to pass away. Behold, all things have become new right now from that moment on. Then the Bible says that, that you just had this miraculous transformation called being born again. You know what that means? It means that you're this child that is willing to listen to his daddy. That's what being born again is, that you have a new set of rules. You're brand new again. Just like a child is willing to listen to their parents, we're now willing to listen to God. And if you're a backslider, say, Jesus, forgive me. Make me right again. And he does it instantly. Let me read the next verse. We have known and believed that the love that God has to us, God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Wow, that is amazing. That is so powerful. But I want to read you this little thing that Paul uh, wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. So you get this little taste, and it's not a, a whole lot, but it says, follow after love. And desire spiritual gifts, but rather that that you may prophesy. He that's, oh wait, I'm sorry, I'm reading you 14. It's chapter 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love or charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tingling symbol. I'm worthless without love. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries, mysteries, listen, if you're this pastor, in a church or you're someone that goes to church and don't have this love in you, it means nothing. Look look what it says. And all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not charity or love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and I give my body, my body to be burned and have not love, it profits me nothing. Love or charity suffereth long and is kind Love envieth not, or charity envieth not. Charity vaulteth not itself. Love does not vault itself up, is not puffed up, does not behave unseemly, seeketh not her own, always looks to the other person to exalt the other person, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Love never fails. Or charity never fails. But where there be prophecies, they shall fail. Where there be tongues, they shall cease. Where there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Love is the most important thing. And at the end of that chapter, it says, And now abideth faith, hope, charity, or love. Charity means love. These three, but the greatest of these is love, charity. It is the greatest of these things. And as we go back into Ephesians chapter 2, we're about to close this off and walk in love as Christ also has loved us, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2 now, and has given himself for us an offering, a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanliness or covetous, let it not once be named among you as becometh saints. Now, you're like, hey, I can't walk perfectly like that. Listen, God is not asking you to be perfect. God is asking you to do the best you can to stay in the word, to stay connected. People say, I've never heard God talk to me. I want you to pick up a Bible right now. And if you don't have one, that's the word of God. That's the greatest love letter given to humanity. It's inspired by God. Yes, God used men. A lot of people say that book's changed many times. I'm here to tell you at Freedom with Adam Riojas that that word continues to be solid. Hawaii, San Diego, that word is solid. It is solid. It's never changed. In 1948, they found the Dead Sea Scrolls. What are those? They found the manuscripts of the Old Testament. And guess what changed? Are you with me? Nothing. The only thing that was added, you're like, oh, they added something. Yes, they added periods and commas so that you you would know where the sentence ended. But other than that, it has stayed 
pure. His word is never changing. And so when he's speaking about these things, John also tells us in his letters that if we practice these things, that's when it's sinful. That's when we need to get on our knees and say, God, help me not to practice this. If you fall every so often and you do things you shouldn't, God knows you, but the Bible is very clear. In 1 John chapter 1, 9, it says, if we confess our sins, again, it takes confession. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and listen, and to cleanse us, clean us from all unrighteousness. And he says, let it not be named once uh, among you as become its saints. Now, that word saints to some people is like, wait a minute, I'm no saint. If you've accepted Jesus before, if you just did it now, if you were backsliding and just did it now and you came back to the Lord and said, God, forgive me, you're a saint. We've actually, we sometimes have this delusional thinking that these saints have died already and we can ask these saints for favors. Listen, the Bible is very clear for there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. That's the only way to get to the Father. Jesus made it very, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes unto the Father but through me. John 14, 6. You, we need Jesus. You need Jesus. Look what it says. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. Did you hear that? It says that all of this filthy talking, all of these jokes that don't bring God honor are filthy. They're just foolish talking they're jesting, they're not convenient, and they don't give God glory. And you know what gives God glory? Giving of thanks. How apro is that? How apro is that with thanksgiving? How apro is that thanking God? You know, there's people now that are saying, forget Thanksgiving, forget Christopher Columbus. Well, uh, he was needful. Uh, that's why we have the Americas now. Ah, uh, it was a good trip that they made. Yes, America has gone through its problems, of course. But we are still the greatest country on planet Earth. We are a republic that has democracy. You need Jesus, and that's enough to thank him. Well, I'm not happy with the current administration, when neither am I. But thank God that you are in America. Thank God that you still have inalienable rights that were written into our Constitution. Giving of thanks. You're like, we don't even have food on our table. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to give you a church number. 760-994-3534 or freedom at Adam Riojas. You contact us and we will put, listen, we will give you groceries if that's what... You're struggling with, we'll make sure that you have them. And we'll make sure we connect you with ministries that'll put food on your table. You're like, well, I don't have a job. Well, we, we can even help you put some applications out there to get a job. There's so much work. You're like, well, I don't want to work at McDonald's. Listen, McDonald's, they make like $17 an hour right now. And you want more money flipping burgers? Go to In-N-Out. They're actually paying $20 an hour right now. You want to be thankful? There's a lot to be thankful for today. You're alive. You have the opportunity to call on God. You can get on your knees right now and thank him for everything that you are going through right now. You're like, wait a minute. I'm having a hard time with my, fat, with my wife. Listen, you can thank God that through whatever you're going, you're going to get it right. Okay, God, let me learn from this situation that I am going through. You know, Paul in Thessalonians gave us this, this amazing discourse as he's ending in his conclusion in that letter. And he says this in First Thessalonians chapter 5. He says, uh, 15, let me start with 15. First Thessalonians chapter uh, 5, verse 15. See that none render evil for evil. Do you hear that? Don't repay no one for evil, but never follow that which is good. You know, don't repay that way, but ever. I'm sorry. I said never. Shame on me. It says ever, but ever, ever follow that which is good. That means follow everything that is good, both among yourselves and to all men. It's telling you to do the best you can, to be the best person you can. 
Then he says this, rejoice evermore. If you're going through right now, we want to pray with you. You can call that church number and we want to pray with you. Just leave us your phone number because, you know, at nighttime on Sundays, we're closed right now. We're, we're looking to start a ministry. But call us leave, us, leave us your number, and we will call you the very following day. We will pray with you. Because then the next verse says, pray without ceasing. This is a time to be thankful. If you're dealing with depression and, and you think that your life is not worth it, and you're going through thoughts of, of ending your life, listen to me. God loves you. Jesus loves you. He wants to bless you. He wants to do so much for you. You know that in Jeremiah uh, 29, and I want to read that because once you come to Jesus, or if you know him and you're still dealing with these awful thoughts that you're not worth it, that that God is not hearing your prayer, that he's not answering, that he's abandoned you, that he has no good plans for you, that he could care less about you. The, the Bible says this in Jeremiah chapter, oh, I'm sorry. In chapter 29, it says this. Chapter 29, 11 says this. This is from God. And this is so apropos during this time. For I know the thoughts I think towards you. Did you hear that? He knows the thought he thinks towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. What he's saying is that he has something for your life. You may not see clearly right now, but he has something for your life. And then he says, then shall you call upon me and you shall and you shall go and pray unto me. Listen, and I will hearken unto you. I will listen. That word hearken has so much uh meaning. He says, I will listen to you. I will let it happen for you. I will be with you. I will bring you up from your stage of depression. I want to be with you. Then he says, and you shall seek me and find me. When you shall search me, search for me with your whole heart. He wants to be with you. He wants to bless you. A little later in Jeremiah 32, 17, it says, ah, Ah, like an awe. Oh, Lord God. Like, oh, oh, wow, God. Behold, thou has made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm. There is nothing too hard for thee. Nothing is too hard for God. Nothing. He has made the heaven and the earth by his great power, and there is nothing too hard for God. Remember that. There is nothing too hard for God. Nothing. He wants to enrich you today. He wants to bless you beyond anything you can imagine. He's God. And there's nothing that's too hard for God. You know, right when it feels that there's no tomorrow, right when it feels like everyone's abandoning you, when you call on God, even if you're a believer and it feels like that, he will respond and he will give you hope. Lieni, will you close this employer, please? Sure. Father, as we are ending this um, radio um, show right now, Father God, may we just be thankful, um, each and every one of us, just realizing who we're next to and who we are with, and just be thankful that we still have each other. And Father, um, we're thankful that you're in our lives. 
And I ask that you be with those that need you right now, Father God, and just be with them. And we say this in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We love you guys. Make sure you tune in next week. We will continue in the book of Daniel. But I just want to thank you guys for listening with my whole heart. Um, And I want you guys to continue to pray for this ministry, Freedom with Adam Riojas. Um, Again, if you need to contact us for prayer, or if you want to help in any other way outside of prayer, we want to hear from you. Either way, if you just need prayer, we want to hear from you. 760-994-3534 or Freedom with Adam Riojas or Freedom at Adam Riojas dot com. Again, thank you for listening. And Christmas is upon us. The greatest holiday. I love it. God bless you. And thank you for listening. Jesus loves you. Thanks for listening to Freedom with Adam Riojas. If you'd like to contact Adam, email him at freedom at adamriojas.com. Make sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. here on K-Praise. If you missed a show, go to your favorite podcast provider and search Freedom with Adam Riojas. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at thecrossoceanside.com. 